0: And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg.
1: And welcome back. Hour number two of the program here on Thursday. And we have joining us in the studio, we have City Council President Linda Morad. Good morning, Counselor. How are you?
2: Good morning, Tim. How
1: are you? Uh, we're doing very well. Thanks for coming out, especially on a, a day like this where you can't see five feet in yeah, front of you. It's
2: really soupy out there. Yeah. So what are you going to do?
1: Yeah, well, it's it's good because it's going to be 60 degrees too, so there's yeah. that
2: too. I like this white stuff versus the white <laughs> stuff on the ground. So
1: We we were saying uh, we were saying before Shh, Don't jinx no, us. <laughs> no, 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 we, we were saying we were saying before that it's been a while since you've been here. Oh, things yeah. have, things have changed here.
2: Oh, absolutely. I'm, when I walked into your studio, I'm chuckling, you know. I used to be invited on a regular basis to come in, uh, but yeah, you got a couch in here and a big screen TV and I think these are new microphones and uh, the Ear, the uh, ear things must be, too, because you just blew my ears out. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. It's a little bit loud on yeah, the intro. I should have warned you. So,
2: that's okay. No problem. So.
1: We we are here to talk to the citizens. We are here to take phone calls. Yeah, and, that's fine. And
2: um, you know, I'm happy to do it. I, I know that... Uh, the last two presidents both Council Lopes and Council Abreu didn't do this didn't come into the studio uh, we used to come in on a pretty regular basis pre-pandemic uh, all of us as well and I'm I'm you know happy to be here it's not an issue uh, I know you've told me more than once that you get a lot of people that wish to uh, speak to me and I'm happy to talk to whoever calls in but they don't need to wait for me to come to the studio Tim right. um, I'm going to give my phone number several times today people should feel free to call uh, some of my colleagues use a cell phone as their number I use my home phone Um, if I'm not there I have an answering machine and I'll return your call but uh, you know people want to talk to me about issues they can certainly send me an email they can certainly give me a call Um, I'm old so I'm not real social media friendly Uh, I know that a lot of other of my colleagues are but I'm not that way so give me a call home number is 508 8995-8009. 8995-8009. happy to speak to you um, as I said if I'm not there please leave a message and I'll call you back
1: and so, you know I've talked about how the segment that we do on Fridays because you bring another counselor on and you conference call it's a little bit harder to be able to, to take calls yeah, then so. it
2: is and I thought that was important this year um, I know that in the past you've had the council president come in and talk to you uh, not always about just issues in the council um, but I've tried to make it this year so far that that's what we're talking about issues in the council we're not talking about sports and stuff like that we're talking about issues in the council and I thought it was important to have my colleagues join me because it's not just about the city council president it's really about a body of 11 and as you know each week I try to get my colleague whoever it is that's with me to you know provide an issue that he or she would like to talk to your listeners about and again I think that's important it's great that the caller the callers and the listeners get to hear the perspective of all my colleagues and uh, I think that's important and it seems to be working out there's only been one week so far that we had to have a cancellation because something came up in someone's schedule uh, as you know most of my colleagues work full-time so sometimes things come up in the business world but you know I think it's important I think it's gone well um, I'm hoping that your are listeners Listeners are hearing um, a lot about what goes on in the council. As you and I have chatted before, it's not just the two Thursdays a month. Um, You know, we're active. Pretty regularly in the city council chamber, and uh, I I know I heard you a couple minutes ago um, when I was driving in talking about uh, live streaming meetings, etc. And I'm happy to address that with you when you're ready today. I I just want to correct one thing that's a little bit different than what you had said, and I'm glad I had an opportunity to connect you and Jim Marshall that night at the at the appointments and briefings meeting because. I know that we've been saying for a while it's coming, it's coming, and unfortunately it's not something that I can flip a switch on to do, so. But um, as you may know though, the governor has now extended the ability for Zoom meetings uh, through the end, through March of 2025, I believe that's the date. So there will be several meetings now, again, that the council will hold on a Zoom basis. Uh, I, I've decided that all the budget hearings this year, other than the presentation of the budget and the budget cut session, will be held via Zoom. Uh, I did that um, in my council presidency years in the past when I could. Attendance is much better. Uh, city department heads don't have to come into city hall after a long day of work and, and wait till 839, 10 o'clock to have their budget hearing they can you know sit in their living room when it's their turn they can get on the zoom and it worked very well so we're going to do that again so all the citizens in new bedford will be able to watch those budget hearings live again this year
1: it's it's funny how so you know as you were doing those meetings on Zoom, people were like they got to get back in the chambers, and then once you get back <laughs> in the chambers, like I wish they were back on Zoom.
2: Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, Zoom Zoom has its positives and its negatives. Um, some people like to come to a meeting; um, they like to be in in there. And again, with Zoom, you're only seeing what the camera's focused on. Of course, you're seeing all of us at once. Uh, you can't really see whatever else might be going on in the background, like you can if you're in a city council chamber. But uh, I think. Zoom it serves a purpose, especially as I said, like with the budget hearings. They're they're long sessions, and uh, it's just easier for people to have the convenience of being in their home. And for me, I only have to dress up from the neck up. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I live two years that way. Uh, and actually, to, to, to I mean, my idea of dressing up is I put on a T-shirt and jeans anyway. So. Yeah, I know. The so going back to the idea of the live streaming yep. though, so the plan is it is rolling forward.
2: It is. It's moving forward. Um. Uh. <laughs> there's some equipment that needs to be purchased and i know that john Coster and our mis crew are working on that in conjunction with jim we've also made some changes in the chamber as well uh we're currently uh moving our smart screen and we're currently rearranging where the uh where the cable access, uh, video stream is coming from, et cetera. In addition, we've changed our antechamber. So in doing that, we're no longer going to have any committee meetings, whether they be full committee of the holes, which for your listeners are where all 11 counselors are a member or the subcommittees where you have a sub, uh, five or six members of the committee, uh, as part, a uh, council rather as part of the committee. All of those meetings will now be held in the chamber and that will allow the live stream no matter what. Uh, to happen in in the council chamber so that won't be an issue you won't have a concern about that that's what i wanted to just say um that was a little different and yes jim is working very closely with our city clerk dennis farias and with our mis director john costa and i was hoping for april but it is looking more like end of june uh, where we'll actually have the technology available so that we can actually do that well,
1: that's still pretty close.
2: Yep, it is. Yeah, so, and in the interim, you'll probably see that some of my colleagues will begin now to hold the um, some of our meetings where we have one agenda item. Uh, that that's been an issue for us. You know, you have one agenda item that needs to be addressed, and you know everybody's driving to City Hall for seven o'clock, including the. Uh, you know, the cable access people, the city solicitor, whoever it is uh, for a one item meeting that ends up being 10, 15 minutes max. Mm-hmm. So Zoom will be much easier. And again, all, all your listeners and all the residents in the city will be able to look at that live stream.
1: All right. Yep. Well, let's jump into the phone calls because you have someone that's been yep. holding on. I hold. see patiently. In yep. uh, 508-996-0500, if you would like to talk to Council President Morad. Let's see here. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Hello.
3: Hi. Good morning. Good um, morning. I'm going to ask a question, but I want to preface it uh, with sort of an introduction, and it's short. I timed myself. It's only about a minute. Um, I first read an article in in New Bedford last December about the city council planning to raise some city employees' salaries up to 50 to 60%, and I did some research. Uh, My advanced degree is in research. I know how to do research well, and I learned that um, that a number of the the salaries would go up to well over thousands of dollars over the the average for the state so i and many others let the city council know that uh... the fifty up to fifty to sixty percent uh... increases were ridiculous uh... the city council in turn capped the increases at twenty five percent and gave each other a self congratulations for listening to voters um that wasn't really listening to the voters the city council then voted down the mayor's request that the city council reconsider some i think up to 20 of the salaries of uh reconsider p- salaries of up to 20 of positions with um yet uh, high um percentages And the city council immediately voted that down without any, um, debate. Um, and yes, I was at those meetings. I heard the explanations, please. I don't want to hear them again. Um, the city council then, um, put two, albeit non-binding, referenda on the ballot. The voters already expressed their will about within the past 10 years. That should those should not be on the ballot again. And so, uh, currently, a number of uh, people, callers, including myself, as well as people I meet in the neighborhood at grocery stores, have expressed over the week the desire to have a binding referendum limiting the number of terms that a city councilor uh, can serve. And I would like to know, uh, Council President Morad. Will you add, will you get rid of the two uh, uh, non-binding referenda that already people have expressed their will about and add the question about term limits for city council? Thank you.
2: Catherine, thank you for your call. I know you're a frequent caller here on the show, and I certainly know that you and I have differences of opinions on various issues um, related to city council policy. Um, You know, I have more than once indicated that I am concerned that people do not think that there was a lot of work and a lot of debate on behalf of the city council with regard to the issue of the salary increases uh, in the city of New Bedford. I've also indicated that you know, this is the second time in 20 years that we've actually adjusted salaries of city residents. I'm sorry, of city employees. And as you and others know life has changed very much in the last 20 years. So it was, again, time at the recommendation of the administration for us to have a look at what we should do.
3: I I, I don't disagree with uh that. You just all went over the top.
2: So um, in addition to the motions that were put forward in the council where we uh, adjusted people in similar jobs within the city, to similar grades, which had not been done by the administration and by the study that I still have not seen, Catherine, even though I've asked for it many times. We, we moved people so that there was, it was fair and equitable. If you are a director of a division in the city of New Bedford, you should have the same grade as another person who was a director of a division in the city of New Bedford. That did result in some people having increases that were greater than what the administration was hoping to have, which was a range and about from 10 to 15 percent. There were several people at the presentation from the administration whose salary increases were greater than the range based on the study that none of us have seen. So when my colleague, Councillor Carney, put forward a recommendation, and I don't know, Catherine, if you were at that meeting on the day we had this discussion because there were so many meetings about this topic. Uh, But on the day that discussion was put forward and that that amendment was offered, um, I stood up, I'll speak for myself, and said, I'm uncomfortable with this amendment because it, if you do the numbers, it increases people based on their longevity of service too much um, we're in we're doing increases here that are too high we should not we should look at this we should cut it back and i offered two or three amendments to council carney's motion that would cut those uh, levels of increase for people that had served the city of New bedford for a long term back there was no appetite for that on the council So in order to move the item forward, my colleagues and I accepted the changes that we had made, the changes that the administration had recommended, the changes in the Carney Amendment and the changes in the Markey Amendment and move those forward to a second reading so we could move this item forward. Subsequent, and I know this is a long discussion, I'm sorry, but I no. think this needs to be said. Subsequent- well, it's
3: not a discussion. You're, you're telling us what we already know. I have a what? question about that referendum.
2: Well, uh, I didn't interrupt you. If you just allow me, I just have one more minute. So uh, subsequent to that passing, there was a discussion, again, focused on the fact that the increases were too high based on the Carney Amendment that tried to work on bringing the items back into range and there was a discussion whether we were going to bring them into the 20% range or the 25% range and based on the fact that on the original study submitted by the administration there were a couple of people who were in the 23% range of increase based on the study that no one's seen uh, we recommended that we cap it at 25 and we did cap it at twenty five, and there were several people who were above the twenty five who were cut back, and those people were service people with longevity of more than twenty of fifteen to twenty five years, and um, that's what happened. That's how the process worked. So I uh, I know that you and several other people have a concern about those increases, uh, but the, that that has now been passed and I'm I'm not one to pull money out of anyone's pocket at this point in time. The people that the Mitchell administration originally requested for increases greater than the 15% and the ones that we moved for fair and equitable and for uh, longevity of service. Regarding the ballot questions, um, I as I've said and as you've heard me say, uh, I listened to the people who uh, have been talking to me specifically about the CPA issue. Yes, that item was voted, but if you read the information that I put forward, I'm not sure that it was a clear mandate based on the vote that happened because 10% of the folks didn't cast a vote for that. And I don't see why there is an issue or a concern in any way, shape, or form about uh, asking people their opinion again on an issue uh, there's no issue in my mind about asking people for their opinion again regarding term limits um, if if we're putting term limits on the ballot for the council then we're putting them on the ballot for the administration as well and frankly we already have term limits Catherine, because every two years people go to the ballot box and they select um, two years for us, four years for the mayor. Uh, who they want to be their elected officials. Uh, I've been fortunate and blessed over the course of my term that people have supported me. Uh, I think my colleagues feel the same way. And you know, if I'm if I put my self forward again for another term, uh, let the voters cast their vote. And if okay. they choose, may to, may, I,
3: may yeah. I speak, please? Sure. I do not believe that you currently have any term limits. When people uh, vote, they vote according to who's available, who's uh who's put their name forward. I believe that in for long term positions, many times people who might otherwise consider running will not run. Now uh, Do you feel that way you about to, your legislative? You wait, wait, do you feel, me. Me. Do you feel that way about
2: your legislative on, delegation, response, Catherine? Do you me? feel that way about the legislative delegation as well?
3: Yes. If you want to put uh, term limits on for the mayor's position, the position of mayor as well, I'm fine with that. And uh, I think that there should be term limits for city council. If you want to add mayor, go right ahead. Let me ask a question,
1: Catherine, because I I do have to take a break here in a moment. I get some other callers, but if. So Catherine's saying she's hearing from people that want to see term limits for the council. If they collected enough signatures, that question gets on the ballot. They could. That's right. So you, yes. it doesn't have to go through the council it to get not, a place on the ballot. Yes, that's
3: correct. No, and it will, I believe me, there is a movement to have that done. But I'm giving you, President Moran, the opportunity to have that put on the ballot because that is what the will of the people is expressing if you listen to the radio.
2: No, ma'am. That's not what the will of the people is expressing. Um, I saw someone yesterday in the in uh, Shaw's supermarket who told me that uh, she did not feel that that was important, that she felt that she wanted to be able to continue to cast her vote every two years, both for the council and for the mayor's position, and that she felt that that was her way of determining whether, in fact, someone got reelected. And again, I've, I've been running now for a while, and I've been opposed in in all but one election um for my position either as a ward one counselor or as a counselor at large and uh every counselor at large election that i've been involved in they've been more than 10 people vying for the position which means that there's a primary and an election so again i you know i don't think that you need to have term limits in order to Turn over the council if that's what your goal is, and I know that is your goal. Your goal is to turn over long term, good, serving, dedicated, uh, public officials. And
3: well, I, I think the number of you have proved otherwise, and okay. that is one person I'm- at Shaw's uh apparently there's I, at least
1: one but there are other people and my just, name
3: is Catherine please not madam thank you i'm going to go. hold you there
1: just cuz i have to take a break and uh and very, very catherine has got a future ahead of her as a she she could be a talk show host for listen
2: sure. i understand she lives in ward 5 um i they tell me that she was in the chamber i'm I know that she was in the chamber the night you were there. I Mm -hmm. hadn't met her before then. Um, But the Ward 5 seat is open, and the At-Lodge race is available. Uh, As of Tuesday, you could pull papers. Um, She has a strong voice, and she should put her name on the ballot.
1: I have have encouraged her to run. Um, So I do do have to take a break here. So callers, hang on. We definitely will get to you. Uh, But I... I, again, I just want to make that point about. Well, I wanted to make a point about Catherine saying, you know, you've heard from the people because of the callers on WBSM. I would just caution people to never think that who the callers are would be would represent a vote, because a lot of times the people who call in, we don't know if they actually live in New Bedford or not. So, just a, just a caveat there to to not not necessarily think of how a vote will shake out based on on what callers say all right going to take a break we'll be back with council president morad in just a few moments and welcome back we are with new bedford city council president linda morad and we're taking your phone calls 508-996-0500 the phone lines are lit up we want to try and get to get through everybody's questions so please be very direct with the question that you want to ask and uh, we'll go to this line now good morning you are on with council president morad hello hi you're on the air Oh, oh, my Speaking fault. My it? No, my fault. I had the phone pot down. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Start over again.
2: I'd like ask, to ask Linda more about the Parallax, where we're at with that Parallax product thing, and also that our money should go to pay for people who do physical work, our police, our fire. That's who to give those raises to. That's all I have to say. Thank you. <laughs> So thank you, Caller, and I agree. Uh, our first-line responders, uh, they should be paid much more than what we're currently paying them. Uh, that's a negotiated item in the contract. Um, I have done my best in my conversations with the mayor. I think he concurs that we should do whatever we can for our police, fire, emergency, medical uh, folks, and for our ASME folks who are well underpaid, And uh, hopefully we can move forward and move those numbers up for those first-line responders. I I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Regarding parallel products, um, that project continues to make its way through the environmental um, uh, review process. They have submitted another version of their application uh, to the uh, DEP and the EPA. It was in January uh, turned away again for additional information sent back to them so that they could continue to update their uh, proposals, if you will. They have agreed not to process biosolids in the business park. Um, however, I'm not happy with that, and I know that several of my colleagues are not happy with that. Uh, the What they're basically trying to do is increase their production of um, processing from glass to trash and we have concern about that because um, we don't want that in that residential neighborhood so they're continuing their process to um move their application forward there is a group uh, who have local neighbors working together with activists that are attempting to stop that from happening uh, myself members of the council continue to be involved in those groups and continue to write uh, the epa as does uh, representative schmidt to say that you know this project should not be allowed in that in that general area we should not allow this to happen in a residential neighborhood
1: All right, let's go to the next call here. You are on with Council President Mourad. Good morning.
0: Uh, Good morning. uh, I'd like to say uh, a little bit about uh, term limits, if I might. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, it seems that on both sides there are some very, very uh, convincing arguments. And uh, I I really think that uh, he says, she says, she says, he said should be enough. Uh, that it should be put on the ballot, and I don't see why 11 uh, members of the City Council uh, can dictate what goes on the ballot. They have a conflict of interest here. 11 people should not be holding up 56,000 registered voters from expressing their opinion on this. It should go on there as a binding
1: referendum but the process is available to people to collect the signatures and get it on the ballot any question can can be put on the ballot
0: yes it can and but it's not a easy process to go through uh it's it's a a lot easier if they're listening to the voice of the people to request the voice of the people not 11 members and one at the i just heard at the market <laughs> Uh, there are 56,000 registered voters in uh, plus. Let's get this on, let's get the opinion and let's get over this and move on to more pressing business in this city.
2: So, caller, um, I, I didn't indicate to you that I am hearing from a lot of people. I made an example that I saw a person in the market yesterday. Uh, you know, I receive as many calls on the opposite side of this issue as on the positive side of this issue. And the fact that I don't get as many calls from people saying, we demand that you put this on the, on the, uh, on the ballot, uh, I'm sorry, I don't get an overwhelming number of people telling me that I need to do this. And in addition to that, it, you may say it's a conflict of interest. I appreciate that you would have that opinion. But it's also a conflict of interest, I would say, that the administration would veto uh, a request to put something on the ballot to bring the term back to two years. Because uh, that certainly affects the current holder, who um, I'm pretty sure is going to run for reelection. election so, I interrupt I mean, the, you just a minute? The, yes, but there's issues on both sides here, sir. Well, and, yes,
0: and, and you have the opportunity to put an uh, item on the ballot about the administration. We're not having that uh, same opportunity. Eleven people are putting that on the, on the ballot. Eleven people should put this other item on the ballot. We, we want to express ourselves. Maybe they're not calling you direct, but you cannot deny there's an issue here. It's not
2: a city council issue. This is an issue that's across the country. Well, and I, 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 don't, I don't hear that in the local news. I don't hear that in Fall River. I don't hear that in the local surrounding towns. And I honestly, sir, I you know, I... I know that you and your wife have this issue and that you're concerned about this issue, uh, but uh, I'm not, there is not an overwhelming surge on my telephone of people telling me that we should do this. I've heard several callers into the station. I will not deny that you and your wife included, uh, but I have not heard uh, an overwhelming comment regarding this. And, you know, we'll we'll see where we go with this going forward.
1: I'm going to hold you there because I got a bunch of other callers that want to get their question in. And also, I apologize for having to fade down your phone, but you had a buzz there. Uh, good morning. Oh, hold on
2: it there. was hard to hear him. I was thinking it was me. Yeah, so. I was a little yeah.
1: buzz in the background. Yeah. Good morning. You're next with Council President Morad. Hi, you're on the air. Oh, hello? Hello? Nope. you dropped off. I definitely put them on the air correctly.
2: I must have bored them.
1: <laughs> All right. You are on with Council President Moran. Hello. Good morning. Hello.
4: Good morning, Council President. Thank you for coming in and taking your time to take calls.
2: Good morning, sir. I hear you often on the radio. Did you grab my uh, phone number when I gave it out before?
4: Uh, no, but if I need to get it, I, I will get it. Okay,
2: okay. perfect. Yep.
4: So one question I want to ask is not about the, uh, uh, the increase in raises. I'd like to talk to another issue that you mentioned before you went off a few times a, uh, a while ago, and that's about the increase in the sewage and water rates. Now, as I understand it from WBSM, and I might be misinformed, that there was a grant that was available for WBSM, Okay, I mean for uh, sewage and water rates, and that grant wasn't applied for in time. Right? Now, I've also heard, too, on WBSM that maybe there's a chance of a late application for a grant uh if we don't get that how how much do you see the sewage rates going up double triple quadruple what do you see
2: so um a year and a half or so ago there was a delay in the council moving forward uh the the request to raise sewer and water rates um and There was a lot, there were there a lot of background as to why that delay happened, but basically the council was not comfortable with the answers that were being given uh, regarding how sewer and water rates were going to be affected based on the EPA and the DEP mandates, which by the way, they all come with no money with them. (laughs) Um, New Bedford's been very successful. We should congratulate those that have led the Department of Public Infrastructure over the last 10 years in working with the EPA and DEP and we have very good reputation with them as a city who's trying with limited funds to rectify the issues that we have in our hundreds year old system uh, and trying to get rid of the nitrogens etc that are being discharged from our CSOs into the Buzzards Bay um, area so we got a lot of credit from those folks for what we have done in the past to try to make things right here and we have negotiated favorable Um, agreements with the EPA and the DEP regarding what we need to go forward. Now, the grants are available on a regular basis so we've we can apply going forward for these items it's not like uh one one and done you know you can do this on a regular basis but the bottom line here is that we have a lot of work hundreds of millions of dollars of work that is going to need to be done based on the um, mandates that are put in front of us that is going to have to be paid somehow uh, some through the grant money that will be available to the city that we are applying for some that will have to to be paid by the rate payers and um, there are concerns about what's going to happen to your water and sewer bills. The council has taken a position that we're going to look at this on a yearly basis that we are not going to commit to uh, raising the sewer and uh, water rates on a five-year or a ten-year plan, and I believe that that's the right way to do this. That we should be looking to see what the new issues are, uh, where we should be uh, maybe spending money or where we can get additional money. I am very disappointed that the of the sixty-six million dollars in opera funds that came into the city of the, I believe. 18 or 19 million dollars of opera money that's available through the Bristol County commissioners that we have not applied for or utilized these funds uh, to help mitigate the process, the payments that ratepayers are going to have to make and um, we still work on that we're still trying to see whether we can get some of those funds committed over to reduce the amount that's going to happen in your water and your sewer bill
4: you, uh, are you able, will you be able to do that for this year's bill upcoming or that's already set?
2: No that's already set
4: and uh, what do you see the increase being off the top of your head? A lot <laughs> uh, double of what we, what we have? Triple yes.
2: Or yes triple? Double yeah, at least double. Yeah, yeah. Sewer and water rates. Uh, now, let's let's go back a step and just let me say, if you look at the New Bedford sewer and water rates in comparison to other major um, Massachusetts cities, uh, they are they are low at this point. Again, I congratulate uh, Ron, the Bell, uh, Zebaruda um, I'm sure Commissioner Jamie Pont. Uh, these folks have worked hard to make sure that they did their best however they could to keep your water and sewer rates low. So they are low compared to other cities and towns, compared to Fall River. And as I said, Fall River tried to negotiate with the EPA and the DEP. They did not get as favorable terms as we got. Uh, favorable terms meaning allowing us not only to do the work that's mandated, but also to do some of the upgrades that are needed that we're bonding for on the city side. So, but this is a complex issue, and it's one that's not going away in the next uh, two, three, four, five, ten years. Well, we're going to be living with this for a while.
4: Well, the only impression I got, and you, know, you know, it was that uh, the somebody dropped the ball on this; that nothing was done, and then because of the fact that nothing was done, uh, we're going to get hit with this bill. Now, that's not the case, then, right?
2: I would say that there were some delays on both sides. Um, You know, as I said to you, the council wanted additional information. COVID was in the middle of this as well. Uh, I would say that everybody's priority was focused on something different during the middle of this time. Um, And, you know, uh, there are a lot of issues at play here. Um, The council had a role in, in the delay and so did other departments and the administration.
4: Does the mayor have to sign off on the grant if you get a grant?
2: Um, well, yes, we everybody signs off whenever you're applying for money.
4: So you do, and then it goes to the mayor, and the mayor would have to sign off on it, too? Yeah,
2: right? it depends. Each one is different, but generally, um, the administration submits to the council the request. The council approves it, and then the administration signs it.
4: Well, I would hope both branches of the government could work together on this to you know, have a positive... Uh,
2: I yeah. You. I will say one other thing. I, I I hope you don't have a septic system, but I think you've heard in the news recently. Yes, I know. Yeah. I don't have
4: a septic okay. system. I live in the city of New yeah.
2: but it, and it, we, I we know some
4: people in the outlying regions might have that. Yes, we
2: have but, yeah. about – yeah. uh, I believe the last time I looked, it was around 200 households in the city. It's not just in the north end, though, that, but throughout the city that have that. Um, I believe Senator Montigny has yeah. worked to to you know, pass that off for now, anyway. But that would be another issue that we'd have to be concerned about in the city.
4: Yeah, yeah well, I, I I think the uh, Senator Montigny is trying to work on that and. Uh, yeah trying to get the, the government to, re- look, uh, to look at that again. Sure. Alright, thank, thank, you thank you for your time. Thank you for the call. Yes,
2: thank you. And again, um, whenever you want to. I hear you all the time. I'd be more than happy to talk I didn't you.
1: know my voice was that recognized. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> very very okay, much thank is.
1: Alright. Uh, we do have to take a break. Do you want to give out your number before we start? Sure, take break? I'd
2: be happy to do it. Um, again, anytime, 508 Nine
1: nine All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back more with more with Council President Morad 508-996-0500. We'll be right back. And back to the talk with Council President Linda Moran. And, uh, you know, do one of my favorite things. And and <laughs> you had promised me this information. And so there's going to be a trip coming up uh, with the New Bedford Council on Aging. And this is going to be a quite, quite a trip here looking at this.
2: Yep, it is. As I mentioned to you, uh, Council on Aging prior to the pandemic, they... They ran trips constantly. And in the area, they were the premier organizer of senior trips. Uh, Like everything else, the pandemic put a little... Uh, kibosh on that but they're starting again this year and they're trying to build this up and uh they have one in august that's going up to maine with lobsters etc and uh as a senior i'm going to chaperone on that trip <laughs> but i'm actually going to join them on that trip so looks like a lot of fun
1: yeah the corvettes doo-wop review yep. the premier national touring doo show and you get a lobster baked dinner included with it yep and yep. that's, it's, it's only $119 a person. That's the it. dinner alone will cost you that's that.
2: That's it. Yep. Including round trip transportation and a lot of fun on the bus, I'm sure. I wonder how the seniors are going to enjoy my Jello shots. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, hey, listen, you know, when you get to be a senior, they expect you to eat Jello. Yeah. They don't expect you to drink Jello. Yeah. They They don't have to know what you're yeah. actually doing. Well, that's
2: okay. <laughs> so,
1: and if people want to take part in this, they can they can call the phone number here, um, and I will hold on to this. So yep. if anybody wants information, yep. we'll supply it to you. Yep,
2: the Council on Aging has the information. Um, Cynthia Walquist, Deborah Lee, they do a great job in uh, trying to always keep our seniors active and involved
1: and uh if you want to call in 508-996-0500 uh that uh we can certainly take your phone call or an app chat message on the WBSM app uh one of the things that comes up quite a bit here when we're talking about the things that go on and the way that the council does business of course is you know there's been all all of this talk about when these conversations are happening about certain things and uh, as you've explained to us you're all adults, you can go out together and not have to, you know, talk business. And, and, and I I do believe, you know, if I'm going out with my friends from work, I don't want to talk about work when I go out. So I, I understand that completely. But with, with this concern that people have a, about that, are you worried at all about trying to offer more transparency in some of the, because you come on and you talk with us about what the process is. It just sounds like people aren't not choose not to believe it
2: yeah i mean um i i don't know what this uh grand s- swell especially from uh, actually Jack berlain new bedford light is regarding this issue and i believe that one of your co-hosts has this issue as well uh here at the station but you know for example tonight the council is going to be together as a group uh we'll be in the council chamber tonight i've posted that we're going to be together tonight we're getting cpr certification training um, and, you know, between chest compressions tonight, we're not going to be talking about city business. We're not. And it's the same thing. When we go to the local parade at the beginning of the parade up at Buttonwood, um, 11 of us standing together, we're not talking about business. When we go to dinner, um, you know, we're in a public place. Uh, we purposely sit in the middle of the restaurant whoever wherever we're going we tell the owner look we want to be in the middle so we're we're in the middle of the restaurant you can sit on any side of us if you want you know i prefer that you don't sit at my table honestly i mean i'm there with my friends and I'm, i'm having a conversation and enjoying but sit anywhere you want and listen if you want to what it is we're chatting about and talking about and it's just uh I don't know. Um, We are adults and we've done this. The thing that, um, you know, amazes me is that we've done this regularly. We did it, again, pre-pandemic on a pretty regular basis. And the reason for it, again, is though that we're out in the community. We choose a different place every month um this month the end of the month we're going to uh what's the name of the restaurant we're going to ward four celia's up on kempton street Councillor baptiste is hosting um next month we're going to danny's seafood uh Councilor giester is uh um, is hosting but we're going to restaurants throughout the city where the owner knows we're there we're you know sitting down we're eating we're laughing we're having a good time and we're not we're not talking, trust me, we're not talking about city business, we're not we're posting the meeting so you know where we're going we're even posting minutes now uh, because our attorney Garitowski has indicated that generally when you have quote unquote a meeting you should post minutes so we're posting minutes as well we didn't do that in the prior years, we're doing that now again and uh, uh,
1: you're posting minutes so like we spend four minutes talking about what we're going to order five minutes talking about (laughs) i should have got that instead of this
2: i was just generalizing saying listen you know we met on this day we were here no city business was discussed these were the people that were present and you know uh we left at this time (laughs) it's just
1: and i don't i don't want to further any conspiracy (laughs) theories but if you wanted to violate open meeting law you wouldn't do it in a restaurant where everybody's around you, anyway, right? No, so no, that, that, we didn't. And so.
2: and you know, uh, I've heard also that we're voting, we're um, violating open meeting laws because we talk one on one. Well. When When is that against the law? When is it against the law for me to pick up the phone and call Counselor X and say, hey, you know, what are you thinking about this? This is what I'm thinking about. Why is that against the law? It's not. It's it's two I, people having a conversation. I it's part of the job. Yeah, it's part of the job.
1: The same way that that happens on Capitol Hill.
2: Yep. That's right. You know,
1: one representative goes into another representative's office. They talk about things. They build coalitions. That's yep. how it works.
2: Yeah, that's how it works. So I don't know, but you know, uh, it's the 24th, I think, of April. Everybody who's listening, we're going to be at Celia's. I know that the management there would love to have your uh, would love to have your uh, come in and buy some stuff with us and come and enjoy. See, that's
1: the secret plan here. The secret plan here is to make people think something's going on so they all come into the restaurant and help give them all kinds of business. Yeah. I see how it works. All right, got to take our final break of the hour. We'll be right back. All right, our final minute with Council President Linda Moore. I know you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, i got to
2: fix that date. I'm sorry. It's Tuesday, April 25th, not 24th, that will be at Celia's so that you know anybody wants to come and purchase a meal. I'm sure they'd be happy.
1: Sure thing. And yeah. one more time, why don't you give out your phone yep, number for everybody. I
2: was going to do that. Um, you can reach me anytime, 508 99 9-5-8-0-0-9. I'm happy to talk with you. Just if I'm not there, I uh, generally when I'm there I answer the phone. If I'm not there, just please leave a message and I will return your call.
1: And so, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Yes. We'll be joined by Council Pereira.
2: Council Pereira Par- 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 tomorrow. We'll be on. You know, we have a couple issues we